Pubcast. If you're not listening to Pubcast, the terrorists are winning. That's what Jay Moore says. Welcome to the Pubcast with Brendan O'Neill. Sit down and enjoy a pint. There's a county map to go with the wall of her. Let's stick in a shinty bowl to brick the brack the crack and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Alright, we're back. Um, after after last week's um, snafu with the audio, hopefully everyone can hear me a little bit better. Um, this week, it's just a two-man podcast. Uh, me and Tim Trotter. Tim, how are you? Good. How are you, Brendan? Good. Good. Um, yeah, so hopefully everything sounds better. Um, I won't know really until we finish recording and I, I look at it, but... Uh, all of the preliminary testing results uh, came back well, so uh, this should sound halfway decent. All right. Um, so this week, I want you know we, we don't have Rob, we don't have Mike, so we can avoid most of the political talk this week, um, even <laughs> though we are in the midst of the uh, Democratic uh, convention. But uh, so this week, I want to focus on TV. Good. And. There's not a ton of TV on right now. Most of it is sort of on hiatus for the summer. But uh, uh, there's a couple things that I want to just get off of uh, my plate and uh, move on to the rest of <laughs> the rest of my life. Uh, and that's I want to talk about Billions, uh, a show on Showtime that I liked or I saw all of it. Mike and I had talked about um, watching it and reviewing it. Um, before it started, but schedules, his schedule in particular, didn't uh, make for uh, a match there. So I can talk about it and give my half-assed review on it. And then we'll talk about Vinyl, a show we've both uh, been in on uh, from the get-go, and now that it's over, uh, we can sort of give it sort of a post- post-mortem or give it a, a eulogy, I guess. Sadly, yes. Yeah, sadly. And uh, then we can finish up with uh, some Emmy talk and just go through the nominees and uh, our thoughts on the few things we've seen and what we've heard and make some predictions that are, you know, based on very little information. So that'd be great. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> as is, uh, as are most of the decisions in my life, they're just made uh, on a whim. So uh, why should that be any different, really? All right. We'll roll with it. All right. So, Billions. I want to talk about this one. Uh, This is a show on Showtime, so if you don't have it, you probably haven't seen it. Um, It may be available um, on the Showtime app or, you know, one of their uh, digital uh, outlets. Uh, Maybe even part of a free trial or something. Yeah, I think think it is. Yeah. So, if, 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 if it's available, I would suggest watching it and even binge watching it it's just one season so far and it's uh i don't know what it is 10 uh, 10 episodes or 12 or something and uh so this is about sort of a a big wig financial sort of uh uh and this is when i get in deep because i know nothing about this world but uh um sort of a high-end uh uh investor basically and uh he 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 makes tons of money and has a a firm that uh uh makes all kinds of money legally or not and uh they get inside information and they're playing fast and loose with the rules and then there's a guy from the sec or actually the sec he's uh he's not sec he's uh, uh from a regulator though a, a regulator uh the fe- federal uh shit whatever federal reserve bank yeah uh, and so he, he's like basically the cop in this scenario. Uh, the bad guy is the inv- investment guy, and the uh, good guy is the cop um, who's trying to, trying to, trying to catch him in his little schemes, in his uh, insider trading, in his uh, uh, other illegal activities. This guy's living bigger and better than everybody. Um, sometimes rubbing his face in it, rubbing people's face in it. Um, he's always the smartest guy in the room. Um, and he, he's the other guy wants to just catch him, basically, just just rub his nose in it and 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 catch him in the act. So, and that's the Damien Lewis character. Yeah. So the bad guy, 
although he is the main character, the guy we're following is Bobby Axelrod, played by Damian Lewis. And he's this hotshot investor, you know, worth $3 billion or whatever, and he's got this firm, and they're doing all kinds of stuff, and uh, uh, they may have profited um, after 9-11 uh, in some way with uh, wives, and it's a whole, it's a bit convoluted, but uh, he's got a ton of money, and he's making all these, these crazy moves, and he's connected everywhere, and all the things he's doing are, if not over the line, they're in the gray area. And he's being tracked down and, and I guess, uh, being spied on almost uh, by uh, Paul Giamatti uh, ah. playing Chuck Rhodes. Great actor. Yeah. So Paul Giamatti is – I've said this before probably three times on this podcast already. But uh, Paul Giamatti, when he's good, he's really good. And in this one, he's – I'm going to say almost good. He Oh, not what I expected you to say. No, he it's very entertaining, but the whole time he is Paul Giamatti turned up to 11. Like he's almost doing a Paul Giamatti impression. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Like all the things you like about him as an actor in the roles you've seen. Right. He's doing that like to the nth degree and it's almost like, "Oh, whoa. He's like he's like on fire." Like <laughs> His his faces and his his sort of uh, uh, gravelly tone and, and his and his looks and his eyes and his just everything when he gets really angry, the Paul Giamatti that I love, yeah, um, yep. he does that a lot and it's like all right that's awesome I love to watch it but it's it might be a little too much. So is it a cat and mouse game? Yeah, so it's a cat and mouse game. Okay, and so throughout the thing. It's you got to think about this. Cause it's written by Brian Koppelman, and his writing partner is David Levine. Levin, Levine. Yeah. Um, and, Andrew, did, and Andrew Ross Sorkin, who is uh, one of the narrators on Squawk Box on CNBC in the morning, and he's also written oh. a couple uh, books about uh, uh, the one "Too Big to Fail" was the one. Yeah. That I, yeah. Right. Yeah, he's 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 very connected with the with the wall. So these guys are, and if you especially Brian Koppelman, if you look at his his history, he did Rounders, mm-hmm. uh, the Matt Damon gambling movie. Yes, uh, he did Ocean's Thirteen. He did Runner Runner. Actually, all those had Matt Damon in them. Oh no, uh, Runner Runner had Ben Affleck. Um, so he's a lot of the stuff he does is based on uh, sort of you know power brokers. Uh, a lot of money, gambling, high stakes. This, uh, you know, uh, living in the in the shadows, sort of gray area stuff. Okay. So, it's got that feel, and it's it's very witty. It's very sort of snappy dialogue. Um, it's pretty fast paced. It's a fun show. I think you would like it. I know Mike would like it. Um, sometimes it's a little too aware of itself, or it's a little too. It's trying a little bit too hard. Okay, but as a, as a fun sort of you know fun cat and mouse you know high stakes uh, money game, um, it's good. It's it's a good show. So does uh, it get knee deep in the investment world, <laughs> hedge fund world? It gets deep enough for me because all of that's over my head. Uh, but uh, for maybe you, maybe Mike, um, it probably doesn't go into it enough. I wouldn't mind seeing a little more of the uh, inside baseball, sort of behind the scenes, what they're really doing. Uh, a, a little more chatter about that would be good. Right, right. But okay. it's great. I mean, uh, so Damian Lewis, his wife is played by Malin, Malin Ackerman, Malin Ackerman. Uh, she's good. Uh, Giamatti's wife is played by Maggie Siff. Ah, that name sounds more familiar. She's than great. Alan. Yeah, I don't know where where she's from exactly, but she's, she's fantastic. Um, and it, here's the twist. So Giamatti is the uh, the law. <laughs> I'm gonna call him the law because I can't keep track of what's happening here. There's too many people. Um, so he he's uh, uh, trying to catch uh, Damien Lewis, but 
Giamatti's wife works in Damian Lewis's company as like a, a psychologist, like a uh, almost like a life coach type of thing. Okay. Um, so she hears all of Damian Lewis's uh, inner workings, and she knows a lot of what's happening, all, all the good and the bad, and the the legal and not legal. But she can't tell her husband, who is trying to prosecute uh, Damian Lewis. Okay. So like, that's kind of a cool. And, and she can't tell him because of a contract. Or yeah, because of uh, her moral code, or yeah. I mean, I'm I'll call it attorney. Attorney-client privilege, but okay. it's not exactly that. But uh, I don't. I think she's. She's. I think she's signed something legally where she can't. But uh, also part of her profession, it would. She would be. Um, the equivalent of like disbarred. Right. I believe. Right. Right. So, she could lose her license. Yeah. There you go. Lose license. Mm-hmm. So, that's a cool little twist. It's fun. Um, uh, I don't know how I'd rate it, but if it was. Out of five, I'd give it a three and a half that wants to be four. It's okay. it, it's on the edge. You know, I'm not completely sold, but it's enough for me to come back for season two. Well, it was renewed, right? I'll, yeah. Like our other show. Yeah. Yeah. I've been uh, following uh, Brian Koppelman on Twitter and stuff, and he, he'll tweet about it or uh, talk about uh, he's on set with them this week doing X, Y, and Z. I mean, he's the, the writer and showrunner, so he's sort of highly involved. So When, when is it expected to return? Uh, in the fall. Oh, in the fall, okay. Yeah, I think it came on last fall, let's call it, I don't know, November, uh, October, November, and it ran through, I think, like uh, March, March or April. Okay. That's okay. good. So uh, let's give it I a see. thumbs up, and I think uh, – you would like it. Mike would like it, and some of our listeners uh, as well. So, billions. Yeah. Check that, it out. Yeah, Showtime. That's the uh, a rainy day binge watch. It sounds like. Yeah, it's fun. It, it's sort of. It's uh, yeah. It's 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 fun. It's it's sort of sugary. It's it's not uh, overly uh, dramatic. It's it's not like a super intense drama. You know, it's it's sort of fun. Okay. Okay, I see. I see. Maggie Siff was a uh, regular on Sons of Anarchy for eighty episodes, which yeah, is right. A show which I had not seen, but <laughs> I, I, know, I know it got. I know it got great reviews, and she was also on Mad Men on and off for eight years, which is a show that I did watch. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think she's one of those character actresses that you just, you know, you don't realize it's her until you, you know, put your mind to it and think about it a little bit. Yeah, right. Oh, uh, here's here's the uh, super quick synopsis on uh, uh, IMDb. U.S. Attorney Chuck Rhodes, uh, Paul Giamatti, goes after hedge fund king Bobby Axe Axelrod. Wow, that's that's quite a nickname. Uh, <laughs> in a battle between two powerful New York figures, I guess that sums it up. It's that's sort of bland, but uh, yeah. So it's U.S. Attorney, not SEC, not. Uh, not the Fed. Not the Fed, but I'm, I'm calling the cop. Yeah. Cops right. and robbers. Yeah. Okay, now let's move on to vinyl. Oh. Uh, this was a show that I know you, me, Mike, Allison, Michelle, and I'm sure Rob, uh, we were all excited to see this. Um, I thought this was going to be the new big thing, at least for most of us. Um yeah, the new boardwalk. The new boardwalk. It's Martin Scorsese who is behind boardwalk. It was Terrence Winter who's behind boardwalk, and Terrence Winter is, I mean, that guy's a genius. Yeah, yeah, anything that he does. Typically. Yeah, writer, showrunner, all that. Um, and it was good. It was good coming out. It was, so it's a basically a story of uh, the rock scene in the seventies. And uh, sort of a, a struggling label trying to find the next big thing. And effectively, they were going to find um, their their sex pistols or their uh, Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones, yeah. Right? So that's the gist of the, st- of the, sh- of the, the, the show. And I'm going to come out and say it right away. Uh, overall, didn't like it. What? 
I was in. I liked it early. And then it started to drag on and drag on and nothing was resolved and nothing was developing. And then uh, I was out probably, I don't know, halfway through. I don't know. If, if there were 12 episodes, I was out by episode six or seven. And then they got me back, but it it wasn't it wasn't enough. Had it come back for season two, I don't think I would have watched. Wow, Brendan, that's yeah. not what I expected to hear. I I, I I had thought there was a lull somewhat in the middle, but then it picked up for me when they went back to when they went uh, to Vegas when Bobby Cannavale's character Richie and Zach, played yeah, by yeah. Ray Romano, went to Vegas. I thought that. It was picked up again. And I also liked the episode, which I think was in the middle of the season, with the f- which was primarily flashback, uh, right, right. Cyclone, about uh, their friends in the probably in the late 60s yeah. um, and how that that heartache or that tragic accident really, you know, took their toll on that couple. And I think, you know, really pushed Bobby Cannavale's character into a deeper tailspin. But, I, I, you know, I've always been a Bobby Cannavale fan. Of course. So that, he, you know, he always, he always, uh, I'm always attracted to whatever he's doing. So, for those who don't know, uh, real quickly, I mean, it, it starred, we gave you the, the synopsis, but it starred Bobby Cannavale, Cannavale, uh, Ray Romano, Olivia Wilde, uh, Juno Temple, who I thought was great, Yes. Uh, James Jagger, Mick Jagger's son, uh, and a, a handful of other people you may or may not know. Um, it was good. It was great early on. Yeah. And so what, what I what <laughs> I was arguing about with uh, Allison about this was uh, it was great, and it was developing kind of slowly, but it was developing through episodes, let's say two, three and to me, then it stalled. And then I don't think anything happened between episodes, say, two or three and the final episode. Almost nothing happened of consequence. You didn't need to know anything between the beginning and the last episode. And the last episode is where they finally, finally, finally develop and really find their uh, next big thing in this uh, Rolling Stone-type band. Up until then, it's a bunch of... Between episode... Three and twelve is a lot of shit. Like a lot of just stuff, and I was like, I was not invested in. Like, I didn't know who to root for. Who? Well, I think that's who was what a good the- guy. Who was a bad guy? You know, why was I invested in anyone? Because they were all despicable, and none of them sort of even uh, showed growth in any way. I mean, good or bad. Well, if none of the characters captured you in the first couple of episodes, well, I, that's what the, you know, they did, but. episode four through six, four through seven, I mean, there were only ten episodes, but episodes four through seven, I mean, that's what they, I think that's what they were focusing on was to develop those characters more so you would learn to either, you know, like them more or dislike them more, um, but I, I think that's what, you know, that's what they were developing in those in those middle but in like, those middle episodes, although, you know, and that can often, you know, not be as exciting as, you know, right. an action plot, but... I mean, short of the Las Vegas episode, uh, Richie Finestra, uh, Bobby Cannavale's character, he didn't do anything. Just a lot of hemming and hawing and, and sort of, uh, I'm drunk, I'm high, I'm stoned, I'm out of it, I'm running a bad meeting, I'm in doing this and doing that. Nothing really special happened, and Olivia Wilde, that her character kind of started to develop, and then she was gone for two episodes in a row, and then yeah, I thought that was a little strange because after this, I think it was, it might have even been just the second episode, yeah. not the third. <clears throat> she really disappeared, and I thought she had such a, mm-hmm. I thought she was going to be so more, so much more integral with the entire season. And then I thought, and, oh, you know, did come back a little bit towards the end, right. but you know, when you've only got ten episodes and you're in two, and then you're out for a couple, <clears throat> I mean that you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, then, I, then I thought, oh, okay, it's going to be Juno Temple. She's going to be the Noah Wiley character. She's going to be the 
uh, Jimmy Darmody character. Right. Who, all right, she's young, she's ambitious, she's coming up, she's going to sort of uh, be our window into this world, and great. And then that never really developed. That sort of fizzled out. And then the guy who was supposed to be the the savior, uh, whether he knew it or not, um, uh, James Jagger, uh, playing Kip Stevens, yeah. <laughs> quite yeah. a name. Uh, he never. He was sort of in and out, and never. He was sort of wishy washy. I, I wanted him to either be really strong or really a, a huge mess, and he was sort of like vanilla in the middle, kind mm-hmm. of like yeah, he's he wants to do it, but not really, and he's not. He's singing good, but not that often, and I don't know. It was. I just thought it, it never found a. a it never picked a lane. It was sort of all over the place. Yeah, back and forth. But I and I also wanted to see a little more development of that Lester Grimes character because mm-hmm. uh, that was you know that that seemed to get a, quite a bit of play. Again, I thought that was great. Thinking that you, it was going to be more integral with, and I guess he was in most of the episodes, not a lot, right. but he did appear. Um, but not to an, not to the extent where he really captured you as I would have expected him to after the first uh, first couple of episodes. Yeah, and that was another guy who was they didn't let him take that next step. He kept like stepping up and then stepping back and stepping up and stepping back, and he was never that big character that he could have been. And uh, it was just frustrating. I, and to, to be honest, he was only in. I don't know, 15 minutes of the very first episode, but the most interesting character of the whole season was Andrew Dice Clay as Buck Rogers. I know. Even and, though he got his head caved in, <laughs> you know, and, and he was sort of a, a plot point, but... Right, he was for the for the entire season, but man, it's unfortunate that it that had fun. him. Oh, it was great. But I, I wish it was the the other gentleman who was quite annoying throughout the whole... Yeah, season. that... Is who was Italian guy, yeah. killed, who was killed towards the end, but yep. uh, yeah, that I think that was a disappointment of, of son of a bitch. I mean, maybe there was scheduling issues, or they only you know he could only do it for yeah an episode, but still, it would have been great to have seen him because he would have made you know he would have he would have captured an audience for a longer period of time. Yeah, and I mean, the character he was playing was intense and quirky and just out of control. It was great, yes. but. I think yeah. he just did that, and he moved on to his own show. I mean, he, he had another show somewhere. Uh, I didn't watch it, actually, but he had a, a show this this past year. Um, I also don't think that the, especially with the, you know, the history that, that uh, particularly Terrence Winters had with his shows on HBO, that they expected this to be over in 10 episodes. So Yeah, well, so that I thought was interesting, and I think it, it I'm going to use it as bolstering my opinion there or, or, or uh, giving credence to, to what I'm saying is, is that uh, Terrence Winter left the operation in April or was fired or whatever. I mean, he, he left before the season was over. Either he saw this the writing on the wall the writing on the wall or they told him to leave or whatever. I mean, he's, I'm sure he's still with HBO doing stuff, but uh, they pulled him off of that project or he left and that was a telltale sign of shit is not going the way they want it to. Right. I see that he had directed the first two or wrote the first two, I guess. Yeah. Then he wrote the last one. Oh. That's cool. And all of the writers in between are individuals other than Terrence Terrence Winter. Oh my god. And the the three episodes I pointed out that I liked, one, two, and the last one. Are Terrence. Terrence. Son of a bitch. There you go. Yeah. He's my man crush. All right. There you go. <laughs> Put it out there. Yeah. Terrence, give me a call. We gotta talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the rest of these are and they and even the 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 episodes in the middle, there's not too much consistency. I see there's one woman who wrote a couple of them, but the other individuals, you know, are not are not throughout yeah. the six middle the six middle episodes. They're they're various people. Yeah, and which could go to your point of so having so. somewhat of a disjointed um, a disjointed season. But you know that aside, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the 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 nods to the uh, oh, yeah. 
to the to the artists from the seventies. I liked, and I think the um, I even liked the episode when they went to California and you saw that you yeah. know, somewhat cheesy music, but just to see them all together and how that was developing and how the and how and how they you know they focused one episode entirely on the creation of disco. I yeah. thought also yeah. was also interesting. Well, that was always. I thought that was weird is that they went down these paths, but I, I thought they could have sustained them. I mean, I, they could have been significant um, parts of a, a larger or longer plot had they stuck with them. The creation of disco. They, they, they saw part of the um, creation or early uh, hip hop uh, with uh, at, at Lester Grimes's place. It was somebody right. was spinning records and whatever. Yes. Um, and the disco thing. So yeah, I mean they had all the they had all the material was there, and it's just it's disappointing. Yeah, all the ingredients that just didn't. Well, especially when you think of Martin Scorsese, the seventies rock and roll, like that's yeah, that's and him in a was bottle. Executive producer. Yeah, it's I can't believe it didn't work. Uh, yeah, I I was disappointed. I, I certainly would have. I certainly would have continue to watch the second season to see how they developed it further and you would have come along I, of course because Allison would have watched it and I would have just watched <laughs> it anyway but yeah I mean uh, I I stated you know loud and proud uh, before the season was over I'm like I'm out I'm done I'll watch the end of the season but I'm, I'm not I'm not continuing and uh, lo and behold then it was it was cancelled <laughs> yeah well apparently they just didn't get enough viewers that's what I was reading yeah um I mean, even even on on Wikipedia, they're talking about yeah. view, their viewership, and it was it, it was low, less than a million. Yeah, I mean that's that. And I don't, I don't understand and it's viewership, especially dipped in the in the in the middle seasons. I don't uh, understand how g- fucking Game of Thrones gets all these viewers, but something like this didn't, or Boardwalk didn't. You know, I don't know. I don't understand people. <laughs> or maybe they don't understand me. That might be the better way to go. It's, you know, it's putting something out at the right time when you have an audience that's, well, I guess that goes without saying that, but that just has, you know, has that interest at that point in time. And it captures captures some and, you know, word of mouth and, it just didn't happen for uh, for vinyl. May it rest in peace. It, it, uh, uh, yeah, it's gone. We're burying it, but uh, we're sad. I guess we're sad to see it go. But we are but, sad. Uh, to see it go. I am sad to see yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I, I sp- Allison's sad to see it go. Yeah, I suppose I am too. But uh, I I could see that it was on life support for about six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, right, we'll let's see, move on. See you in the next. Uh, We'll see you in the next series, Bobby Cannavale. Yeah. Oh, and I'll, I'll be in on the next Terrence Winter project, whatever it is. Yes. So I'm in. Uh, let's do a quick look at the Emmys. Um, the Emmy nominations came out. And I've got the whole list in front of me. I can go through it um, of the, the major categories. Uh, the show will air September 18th, so we have plenty of time. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, Looking at these shows, most of them, a huge amount of them, I have not seen. Yeah, uh, there's, and that's what I agree that after looking at the looking at this list, I'm like, you know, there seems to be a lot of great shows that I we are missing, not, <laughs> right? That I am completely missing, and I think there's a few that I, you know, that I'm interested in tuning in. So. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. I'm. I'm thinking there might be some, some binge opportunities here in the next uh, month or so. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, several of these are, you know, our new shows are only, you know, yeah. two, two, se- two, two, three seasons in at the most. Yeah. Um, oh, specifically, yeah. you know, Better Call Saul and Mr. Robot and The Americans. Yeah. Those are those are those are new shows, and to get nominated for, you know, for for best drama coming out of the gate is you know is very telling yeah absolutely so without further ado let's run through 
the shows uh, or, or the uh, the categories, and we're going to predict what we think is going to win, whether we know about the show or not. <laughs> we're just going to base it on hearsay and conjecture, and if we like the name, whatever. Uh, let's just see how how this works. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this is half-assed as as well it should be, so good. Okay. Uh, all right, let's start at the top. Uh, outstanding drama series. We've got Game of Thrones, Mr. Robot, House of Cards, which I didn't know was still active this year. I thought that had gone away a year or two ago. Oh. Um, Downton Abbey, again, didn't know it was still on. Last season. Okay. Uh which I, I I still like to call it Downtown Abbey, but it doesn't really work. Uh, Better Call Saul, The Americans, and Homeland. Homeland. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know about any of these shows. Uh, I know of Game of Thrones and Mr. Robot. Uh, House of Cards, I know Spacey's great in that, but I've heard that has come down a bit lately. Yeah, it started strong. I, I, I watched three. I've seen all episodes of three of these shows. Oh, um, wow. Good. I've seen every episode of Game of Thrones, of House of Cards, and of Downton Abbey. And I saw the first two seasons of Homeland, and then uh, I lost interest, and Damn. I lost my Showtime subscription. <laughs> and uh, But I have not seen anything about the other three. Better Call... Saw Mr. Robot or the Americans. I do want to watch Mr. Robot. That, that's the one on this list that I'm like, man, I got to watch that one. But I haven't yet. So based on nothing, uh, I'm going to call Better Call Saul as the winner of Outstanding Drama Series. Tim, what do you think? Game of Thrones. Fuck you. I, I refuse to vote for that for anything just on principle. Uh, well, I mean, it's... it's I know. I mean, it's nothing, it's so different than any of these other shows. I mean, given that, you know, understandably that I have not seen a couple of them, but it's so over the top and there's nothing else like it. There's been other shows that I think are trying to copy it, but I I don't see how that is not going to win best best uh best drama Damn maybe it. there'd be a little soft spot for downton abbey because it yeah. it's, it's been around for six years and it i don't think it ever won best outstanding drama and it's you know it it's 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 gone but um i'd have to go with got all right, all right. got i'm gonna go with bcs <clears throat> um okay outstanding comedy series i know a few of these uh, we've got Veep, Transparent, Modern Family, Blackish, Silicon Valley, The Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt, and Master of None. Um, Veep and Modern Family, I've seen a lot, uh, if not all. Um, those are great. We all, I mean, there's nothing you can say about those. They're fantastic. Yes. Um, I've seen a... Uh, just a tiny bit of Silicon Valley. It's fine. I don't, I don't like it as much as everyone else does, apparently. But uh, it's still good. The oh. others, Blackish, I've seen a few minutes, and that's about it. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt and Master of None uh, and Transparent, I have not seen at all. Yeah, I have I not seen Transparent or Master of None at all. Um, and I think I've only seen one episode of Silicon Valley, which seems to be lost a bit on me. I think it's yeah. to be the generation, the next generation type of show. A, a show for the younger, <laughs> my younger generation, I guess. So I think we're both saying we're old. And yeah. I think it's it, more for the millennial generation. Yeah. Uh, I, I get it, but it, I don't think it appeals to me. I'm not interested in it. Yeah, I'm not either. I would. I did see one or two episodes of Master of None. That's with Aziz Asrani. Oh, from that's his uh, show, Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and I thought it was very clever. I I, I have not caught uh, any episodes since the first two, but what I did see, uh, I enjoyed, and that would be something that I would that I would tune in. Is that the one with his parents? Yes. Ah, uh, I do want to see that. 
And I have seen most of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And I like the character, yeah. um, you know, the woman who played Ellie Kemper from The Office. Yeah. And uh, one of uh, Carol Kane is in it as well. Oh, it's, wow. And the woman from Ellie McBeal as well as 30 Rock. Uh, oh, Jane Krakowski or something? Who yeah. is... Who is a character that only she could play. Yeah. Um, I don't think it would win best outstanding comedy. Uh, I think that would likely go to veep very well deserved. Yeah. This season was, was probably their best. So I'm going to go with, with veep. Uh, obviously it's one that I've seen, so I'm biased, but, uh, it was particularly good this year. Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) That episode when her mother died, Oh, something else. It's, the creative insults in that show are fantastic. I, I don't, I can't imagine sitting, I can't imagine, but I mean, sitting around that writer's table and people just throwing out the most ridiculous shit and some of it sticking. Uh huh. It, it's fantastic. It is. It is. All right. Uh, We're in agreement. Outst- yeah. Outstanding drama actor. We've got. Some pretty good ones here. Uh, Kevin Spacey, House of Cards. Uh, Rami Malek, Mr. Robot. Bob Odenkirk, Better Call Saul. Liev Schreiber, I'm a huge fan of his. Ray Donovan. I know that uh, fan of Mike Cross's. He's yeah. a fan of that show, yep. which I've not seen. I've only seen bits and pieces, but uh, that's on my, my binge list as well. Uh, Kyle Chandler from Bloodline. And Matthew Reese from The Americans. Um. Yeah. So, I have not seen probably any of this. I don't. Did you say Kevin Spacey? Yeah, Spacey House of Cards. Yeah. 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 <sighs> I tend to think he or Liev Schreiber are the um, favorites, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. I think that's tough too. Just that I have not seen any of those shows other than <laughs> other than yes. Cards. This is how it should be. <coughs> so I, I would. Uh, I've heard great things about Ray Donovan, so I, I'd probably go with Liev Schreiber, and yes. I, I think he's a, been underrated over the years. So, yep. uh, and I don't think it was Kevin Spacey's strongest season. Right. Uh, so I would, uh, you know, without knowing any of these other gentlemen, and I, I've heard good things about about Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a, He's a native Chicagoan, and I, you know, I, I, I hope he pulls it out. But I guess I would have to go with Liev. I'm going with Liev Schreiber, Ray Donovan, because it is the year of Ray Donovan. All right, I'm declaring that for no reason. Uh, outstanding drama actress. We have Robin Wright, House of Cards. Viola Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. Ooh, I forgot about that show. Uh, Tatiana Maslany. Yes. Uh, Orphan Black. Yeah, she's good, too. Uh, Claire Danes, Homeland. Not a fan. Uh, Taraji P. Henson, Empire. Ooh. Uh, And Carrie Russell, The Americans. Empire. I forgot about that show. Shit. Yeah, I've not seen that show. Um, I am... I don't like Claire Danes on screen, so I don't... That's why I don't watch that show, pretty much. So, I'm taking her off the board. Okay. I'm going to go, again, based on almost nothing, uh, I'm going to go Taraji P. Henson, Empire. Although, wow. I, I really want to go the uh, girl from Orphan Black, uh, Tatiana That's what Mislani. I That's who I was going to. Yeah. I have not seen that show, but I understand that she plays a host of different characters on the show. They're all clones, yeah. Of each other? Yeah, ones of each other. Well, I guess that's redundant, but yeah, I, I mean, and she's getting rave reviews, and I can't. I mean, that's got to be tough to pull off. So, I know. I, and she's been on Seth Meyers three or four times, and I know he's a big fan. And I, oh, good. Uh, good she enough. gets she gets some screen time. She gets some screen time on the late night shows. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with her. Although I think Viola Davis could pull it out. I but. know I'm tempted to go there, but uh, I'm gonna go Taraji P Henson and Empire because that shows. That show got a lot of early uh, 
press and a lot of momentum early on. So, do you watch it? No, I've seen a a bit here, a bit there. Um, it looks good. I just haven't invested the time really. Yeah, I haven't either. My brother watches it. He 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 really likes it, and he actually loves Ray Donovan as well. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we got a oh, we got a bunch more. Oh, we'll we'll power through some of these. All right, let's see. Um, I lost my place here. Uh, okay, outstanding, uh, outside, outstanding comedy actor, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, transparent. Hey now, uh, Anthony Anderson, Blackish, Will Forte, The Last Man on Earth, Thomas Middletich, Silicon Valley, Aziz Ansari, Master of None, William H Macy, Shameless. Oh, I forgot about that show. Oh uh, yeah. Comedy actor. And I'm gonna. No one from uh, no one from Modern Family is nominated. This got to be the no. first time since the show's been out that no Modern Family, no Veep, no Veep. I'm Although gonna go with the I'm, the guy who I'm gonna call Dark Horse, and that's Will Forte, Last Man on Earth. Yeah, I do like him. Uh, I've not seen that show. I've heard good things about it. Well, so much of it, at least. In the first season, I guess this is the second season, though. But uh, so much of it, he was by himself. Right, exactly. So that's why I'm giving it to him. I am going to go with Aziz Ansari. All right. I like that one. I got to see that show. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, I need to watch the full season. Yeah. Uh, Outstanding comedy actress, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Veep. Say no more. Amy Schumer, Inside Amy Schumer. Uh, Ellie Kemper, Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, Lori Metcalf, Getting On. Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish. Lily Tomlin, Grace and Frankie. I do not know what that is. That is a show which I have seen every episode on Netflix. And oh, okay. it stars Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, Martin Sheen, and Sam Waterston. And they, uh, Sam and Martin Sheen, are law partners. And after 40 years of those two gentlemen married to their spouses, announce that they're not going to retire, but that they have been in a relationship, a sexual relationship, for the last 25 years and are going to get married. So it leaves Lily Tomlin's character and Grace and uh, Jackie. I'm sorry, Lily Tomlin is Jackie and uh, Grace is Jane Fonda. They kind of become roommates and it's about the relationship between them as well as with their ex-husbands and their kids. Wow. Uh, It's on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It's a Netflix original. You realize these days you can just say an actor... And say some sort of uh, digital outlet, and then make up a name for a show, and I will believe anything you say. <laughs> it's it's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, Steve Carell. He's on that show uh, on BuzzFeed. Actually, he's on BuzzFeed, and oh. they have an outlet, and uh, Steve Carell's the star, and he is he plays a retarded professor, and the show's called Special Ed. Have you seen that one? No, I haven't even heard of it. I just made it up. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's ridiculous. I don't know. All these outlets, all, there's too many actors, there's too many outlets, there's too many names I don't know. I'm freaking out. All right. Back, back, to, uh, back to reality. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I... Uh, I'm picking uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Veep because so, oh I'm a shill for that show. I am too. And I, I, I mean, she... She pulls that off like no one else could. So, <laughs> did you like my Steve Carell made-up show? Yeah, but and then when you said he's a retarded professional, call and it's called Special Ed. I he's a retarded. Co- <laughs> he is a uh, a hand, uh, he is. Mm, how do we say this? He is a uh, college professor with Down syndrome, and it's called Special Ed. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna sell that show. <laughs> Pitch it to someone. <laughs> There's an outlet out you there. Know, for- I'm putting a treatment together this weekend, and we'll see what happens. Uh, okay. 
Outstanding limited series. The People versus O.J. Simpson. To me, that's a lock already. Uh, Fargo. Wow. American Crime. Roots. I, I don't know that you had to redo Roots. I think that the original was just fine. But uh, And The Night Manager, which I don't know what that is. Which I've heard. That was a six-episode um I think it was on HBO, actually, but it was just on for, for uh, it was just a short, you know, one of those uh, like shows. Four and, episodes or something? Yeah, yeah, similar to like a Fargo. You know, it kind of wraps up all together. Yeah. Start to finish and but four. That, doesn't Fargo have a second seri- a second uh, it, season? It, from what, and I have not seen Fargo, but from what I understand, it's it's completely different. Oh. A few different, they're, they're similar they're similar actors or the same actors, but I think they play different roles. But don't go. Cool. That. All right, um, I'm going to go People versus OJ because of the topic and because of all the positive press it got. And uh, I did see, I think almost all of it, uh, most of it for sure, and it was really good. Yeah, I, I would really like to see it. I, I missed the boat on that, but I that's my vote as well. It's pretty strong. Um, outstanding reality competition. Ugh. I couldn't give I two leave. shits about this, but we've got The Voice, The Amazing Race, Top Chef, Project Runway, Dancing with the Stars, and American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> I do. I do not like reality. Outstanding reality competition. I'm going to say The Amazing Race wins. All right, I will say The Voice. I. The Amazing I thought Amazing Race has won many, many times. I have no idea. I, I thought it was off the air four years ago. I, <laughs> I, mean, the, I don't. Rea- I don't watch reality in TV. I don't. So. I don't either. But I do <laughs> watch the Emmys, and I know Amazing Race has probably won more in that category than any other show. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay, a couple more, and then we're done. Uh, outstanding TV movie. TV movie. Okay. Um, all the way. Confirmation. Luther. Sherlock, the Abominable Bride. Wow. Uh, and a very Murray Christmas. <laughs> oh, I suffered through that. I I didn't see that. Although I wish I did. Um, I, I'm I like Bill Murray, but I it was rough. How isn't Luther a series? Is that with Idris Elba? It's got to be, right? Yeah, I, I've not seen it. There's a couple of those that I had not even heard of, but yeah, I do want to see that. But I thought that was a series. How is that a TV movie? Uh, maybe it was. You know, maybe it was a movie that aired. You know, three different times. Yeah. Or uh, maybe it was like the the ending of a series. You know. Um, it was, a, it was a series that ended with a, a special two-hour movie. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know the first – oh, I think Confirmation, that's that's the uh, story of um, uh, Anita Hill. <laughs> oh. I with, thought it was about a, a boring Sunday with a bunch of 10-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, with a bunch of 12-year-olds at yeah. church. Um, okay, great. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going with Luther. I'm going with Sherlock Holmes. Nice. I do like when we disagree. Okay, uh, three more and we're done. Outstanding supporting actor, comedy. Uh, Andre Brower, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Who's won in the past. Ty Burrell, Modern Family. Oh, there you go. There's Modern Family. Matt Walsh, Veep. You know where I'm going to go with that. Uh, Louis Anderson, Baskets. Ooh, that's a good one too. Michael or Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele. Titus Burgess, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, and Tony Hale Veep. We have two Veepers, we have a Modern Family, and then the rest. Oh, man. I'm going to go with Louis Anderson in Baskets. Oh. I did not Shocking see Shocking the judges. Oh. Yes, you are. I'm going to go more mainstream with another win for Tony Hale. Damn it. That'd be good though. He's yeah. been, he's 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 solid. 
Uh, outstanding yes. Supporting Actress, Comedy. Mm-hmm. Niecy Nash. That's a wonderful name. Niecy Nash. Yeah. Uh, getting on. Uh, Kate McKinnon from SNL. Gabby Hoffman, Transparent. Allison Janney, Mom. Judith Light. Wow. Uh, transparent. And Anna Klumsky from Veep. Hmm. Supporting actress. Uh, who did you say prior to Judith Light? Uh, Allison Janney, mom. Yeah. I'm she- going with Kate McKinnon from SNL. I don't think she'll win, but I would like to see no, her win. I don't think the people from SNL no. ever win. No. But I do like her. <clears throat> uh, I'm going to go with Allison Janney just because I know she's won seven Emmys already. And she's, uh, she's won previously seven. for mom. Holy hell. Yeah, I think she's. I think she's tied. Uh, either Betty White or Mary Tyler Moore. She cleaned up on West Wing, right? Correct, yeah. and she's won two for Masters of Sex, which I think is on Showtime. Oh, yeah. okay. And she's won before for at least once, maybe twice for Mom. Wow, Jesus! And I, I like her a lot. I followed her career, and I, I mean, West Wing is my favorite all time. Yeah. show so yeah. I'm gonna I have to go with Alice alright uh, outstanding okay, these are the big ones now outstanding supporting actor oh supporting actress actor supporting they don't have lead did I miss it lead that was Tatiana okay uh, outstanding supporting actor drama uh, Jonathan Banks better call Saul Ben Mendelsohn Bloodline, Peter Dinklage, Game of Thrones, Kit Harrington, Game of Thrones, Michael Kelly, House of Cards, John Voight, Ray Donovan. Whoa, mm. boy. Michael Kelly is good in House of Cards, and Kit Harrington is. This mm-hmm. is his first. Uh, his first nod for Game of Thrones. He, oh, yeah, he did right. have quite a season. Uh, As, did Peter Dinklage win before? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Once, if not twice, before. But uh, just based on what you said, I'm going with Michael Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> you convinced me just by saying his name. Good enough. I will go with. <clears throat> Kit Harrington. Yep. That's good. All right. Uh, last one. Outstanding supporting actress, drama. <sighs> We've got some heavy hitters here. Uh, Maggie Smith, Downton Abbey. Lena Headey, Heady, uh, Game of Thrones. Emilia Clark, Game of Thrones. Maisie Williams, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Maura Tierney, The Affair. And Constance Zimmer from Unreal. Don't know that last person or the show. I know the person you said second to last, Maura Tierney. She has won for this before. I'm going to go with Lena Headley with Game of Thrones. She had quite a season. And I will go with the sentimental favorite in Maggie Smith from Downton Abbey. Again, based on nothing, but... No. <laughs> Based on she's Maggie Smith. Yeah, she's old. She's good, and it's the last season. Last season of the show. You know, she's got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff going for her. All right, that was way too long, but uh, we did it. So All right, it's on record. So when we get, you know, the actual results, and we can see that all of my picks were perfect, then uh, we'll talk about it. And maybe we can catch a couple episodes of some of these shows in the yeah. Meantime. I do want to do that, actually. All right. Let's wrap it up with a speed round of how much are they worth? All right. And now, let's play the how much are they worth game. This week's, uh, I guess, theme is late night. Late night. Okay. So, the first one on the list is James Corden. Ooh. So it's all the late night talk show guys. Yep. Hmm. Well, he's... He was an actor and a comedian before. Correct. He was on Broadway. 
He yeah, won yeah. Uh, a couple movies. Mm. He's been on Late Night for, this is like his second year maybe? A second. If, okay. yeah, second. I Actually, I think he's either finishing up his first or starting his second. I would say, oh, wow, it's not going to be too much. Uh, ten million. Ten? Yeah. Oh, I put twenty-five. Oh, I think that's high. I know. I think it's high too. But I'm thinking maybe, maybe he got a a good bump these last couple years, and who knows? Ooh, one of us has hit it on the head, which means a bonus point. Ah, well, it wasn't twenty-five. James Corden's net worth is. Ten million dollars, you bastard! <laughs> I knew it was too high, but that's how I roll. Gotta mix it up. I like, I like to uh, aim high and miss big. It's fantastic. Uh, okay, Stephen Colbert. I like to call him Colbert, but that's just me. <sighs> Stephen Colbert, Western grad. Well, it's got to be more than James. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Did some acting work and writing work before The Daily Show. Daily Show and then uh, The Colbert Report and now Late Night for a year? Yeah. I mean, they all started, I think, yeah. you know, Seth, Jimmy, James, Stephen, they all started around the same time. Uh, I'm going to go, since you went last time, I'll do this one. Um I overshot last time. I'm going to go 22 with Colbert because he's been around a bit longer. Uh, I was going to say 25, but I think it might be a little... I'll say 28. 28. All right, that makes me feel much better. At least I'm not crazy uh oh oh here we go uh stephen colbert's net worth is 45 million wow holy cow for him wow 45 that's a bit higher than i would have expected yeah his salary According to this, is six million. I think that's. I bet that's low. I don't know. Okay, uh, number three on the list. Young Seth Meyers. Oh, my favorite. Uh, is he? Yeah, I watch Seth every night. Of all the late night people, is he your favorite? I mean, I. I actually, I, I so. do like all of them. I like Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. I like, um, I like James Corden. But I and I like Stephen Colbert for that matter. I, Jimmy Fallon, I like. I think he fawn, he fawns over his guests. <laughs> he think? loves every single person that walks onto that stage. Yeah. It's uh, a bit much, but it is a bit much. But he's a talented guy. Yeah. And I, I just like I like Seth. I liked him. I think he gets a lot of people knock him because they say he's doing, you know, similar to what he's doing on uh, on SNL, yep. he's doing on his talk show. And he's gotten a little over the overboard on Trump this yeah. cycle. But I, I I like him, and I think he interviews well, and he doesn't. He never has any notes, and you know, I just I like him. He's a yeah. Chicago guy and a Evanston guy, and Whatever. Yeah. So, I like. I tend toward uh, Jimmy Kimmel and uh, then probably Fallon next. But uh, I'm on. I, I like. I like. I like Myers. He's good. I think he needs a bit more seasoning. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, all right. And he was head writer on SNL for a while. And then he was a a, a actor or player on there before. So he, I'm. I'm putting Mr. Seth at. Oh, uh, 18. Uh, I say 15. Damn. <clears throat> I would think it's a little more than Corden, but... I know, I know. 
I think I'm giving SNL too much credit. Damn it! <laughs> uh, Seth Meyers' net worth is twelve million. Twelve. All right, good for you, Seth. All right, we are on our way. We are very close to the first sweep in the game's history. So I gotta, I gotta step up. This Whoa. is ridiculous. Yeah, it's your game. I'm down four nothing. In, in only three rounds. That, that's amazing. I was going to say, I have only three numbers written down. I know. You got a bonus because you nailed the first one. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, all right. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. He's been on a little longer, a year or two longer. Yeah. <sighs> Bear was 45, Seth was 12, right? Yeah. It's going to be in between that. Um, I'm going to say 30. Oh, I said 26. Jimmy Fallon. Come on, buddy. I need this. Jimmy Fallon's net worth is a surprising $35 million. Jimmy Fallon is 35 And another win for Tim. God damn it, Timmer. This is really not going the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> Oh, I can't ever win my own game. <coughs> I need to stop playing this. I need to, I need to make something else. Okay, for the sweep. Well, that's got to leave Kimmel. Mr. James Kimmel. Uh mm. Dr. Richard Kimmel. No. Um Jimmy Kimmel's been around a, a long time actually. He owns that Knight, he's got some other things here and there. I'm not even looking it up. I'm just guessing. Yeah. What 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 what, what Fallon came in at 35? Yeah. I think they're going to be pretty close. Um. I'll let you go since you're the big winner. Since you seem to know all the. You know all the answers, I'm gonna asshole. Say <laughs> <laughs> What's your number? 30. 30? All right. I went big. I said go big or go home. I put down... You did not put more than Colbert. Oh, I put down a, an obscene number. <laughs> I, <laughs> I put down 75. What? <laughs> He's only what the like, hell? He's like my age. If I do actual real guesses, I, I, I lose. So I might as well just take a flyer. Seventy-five million. <laughs> <You are laughs> crap. What did you say? Thirty. I said thirty. All right. It has to be something close to Jimmy that. Kimmel's net worth is thirty-five million. <laughs> Seventy-five. Oh my god! I got all of them combined minus Colbert is. Oh my god! This was a six to nothing ass whipping. Oh my god! Champ. In the history of the show, nothing as bad as this has ever happened. Gotta brush up. I gotta. I gotta get sober. That's the problem. (laughs) I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing glue. Ah, airplane. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that was a lot of TV talk for two people. A lot of TV talk. Great game. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, Next week, we'll hopefully have uh, one or two other people involved here. Uh, Tim, you're welcome to come back, but uh, we'll check schedules and see what happens. Sounds good, O'Neill. All right. Uh, For Tim and me, I'm signing off saying... Slancha. Adios.
please follow us on Twitter at Irish Pubcast. There's a county map to go with the wall of hurl, a stick in the shinty bowl, the brick, the brack, the crack, and all. Let's call it an Irish pub. Capricorn, Kilkenny, and Tom, the Guinness, Pine, the Cabbage, Crack, the Either, Wanna Be Paddy Track, we'll call it an Irish pub. Just spread upon the holy book The only crack you get is a slap in the ear Well, I'll be fucked I'll often burst your filthy mug If you draw one more shot I'll give me beer Drop one more shot, I can't be 